0: Lessons from a Horse with Bethany Tuskey. In this episode, I'll be talking with riding coach Carla Bachmuller about her experiences helping riders better understand both the physical and mental sides of riding. Holding her master's degree in economics in hand, 29 years ago, Carla decided to go back to her childhood dream of working with horses and riders. She's had countless hours in riding horses and training students since, and thousands of hours studying firsthand in world renowned programs, such as Sally Swift's centered riding and the classical German training system. What deepens Carla's teachings and sets her apart is her level of expertise in meditation, personal development and mindfulness training. She's a certified meditation and yoga practitioner leading and facilitating worldwide. This unique combination and expertise led her to create the intuitive rider. In in in-person and online programs, she helps riders from all over the world to be more balanced, safer, and more connected in the saddle, and also deeply work on the emotional and mental side of being a horse person. Well,
1: welcome, and thank you for joining me today. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got started with horses and what led you to where you are today?
2: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me, um, Bethany. And yeah, it's kind of a long story because I started riding as a kid and uh, really enjoyed just being around horses. I grew up in Germany. So I learned, you know, I learned on lesson horses. So it's very, it was very strict. It was very limited. Mm -hmm. uh, also the things we were able to do with the horses, right, were, Mm -hmm. you know, just really like you came for your lesson or came a little early to attack them up, but then you came for your lesson and that was basically it. You couldn't just like take them and go for trail rides or something.
1: Yeah, and I just okay. said
2: I would have loved to do right yeah, I was dreaming exactly. of the pony like ride right on a pony bareback kind of thing so but that that wasn't really possible then um but I kind of you know I fulfilled that dream later so I I actually I even went through a training uh, um for through a two-year training where I was really just working with these like, you know, Western style and um, Linda tillington Jones work and, you know, everything that was considered alternative okay. at that time in Germany. And okay. it was like everything else that was not jumping or show jumping or dressage yeah. was alternative. And yeah. then I got my own horses. I wasn't really could do this like bareback on trail rides. Dream of mine, right? So yeah. that was that was beautiful, and yeah, and I have I always thought about like really working with horses and people, like make it my profession, right? I, mean, I was so passionate about horses, and I wanted to, yeah, really kind of spread that that passion that I had then and that I still have. Yeah, and so I took all these different kind of trainings. I went through the German trainer system and uh, I did the center writing training and um, I did um, some of the Linda Teddington Jones work. And uh, I'm a yoga instructor as well, meditation instructor. So I, you know, I just really took from all sides where I felt I could learn more for myself and for the clients that I started having. And I've been doing this for 30 years, but I'm also a lifelong learner. So I've been really studying all kinds of things in the meantime to work with a person, right? For me, it's a lot about us as humans. We have to learn something about ourselves in order to be yeah. good horse people, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very cool.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. awesome. So um, when did you come over to the States and how did that all come about? yeah
2: that's that's again a longer story, but not, not, <laughs> okay. not, really, but <laughs> not really. So it, it happened more or less exactly ten years ago that I actually moved here. And a okay. year before that, I had won the green card lottery. So you can you could really apply for the green card, and okay. I had, and so I ended up winning one. So so that was lucky me. And I have always wanted to live abroad, and it was, okay. and I've always I really wanted to live in the states. And I had visited San Francisco, I think like thirty five years ago or something. I went to San Francisco for the first time. I was like wow this is a beautiful place this is really Mm. where i would love to live but it was Mm. really like far out and you know not really didn't think it was possible and now i live like 30 minutes from the city so it's
1: uh, it's Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: so you know a couple of dreams actually came true in my life right on the with the horse riding and like really doing that as a profession and, and then living in a place where I really feel home, like this has always been home. It's just yeah. physically, I'm only here for 10 years, but um, yeah, it's, it's always been home.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's really cool that you were able to make that happen, awesome. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really cool. So um, what are you up to now? Tell us a little bit about what, uh, what programs you've got going on and what you're offering. And um, you mentioned that you're working a lot on the human aspect. So tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so yeah, as I said, I think it's really about the human, like the person has to do, has really has to work on herself first. Right. And in lots of different aspects, the physical side, like really understanding movement, body awareness. And I'm not really talking about like fitness levels or something like that. It's more about understanding about your breathing, understanding Mm -hmm. about your position, your posture, Mm -hmm. what exactly do you have to do with your pelvis in order to follow your horse's movement, right? Things like this, that we, I feel we need to understand in our bodies first, before we get on the horses and then, then um, kind of communicate with our seat with the horses, right? So that's the yeah. physical side and then also the emotional side, how do I overcome fear? how do I stay patient with myself and with the horse? you know mm-hmm. how do I keep joy in, in my work with myself and and my horse? So it's the emotional side that I'm really passionate about too. and the mental side like how can we really stay focused? And be with the horses, be in the here and now, right? And that takes a lot, right? I think uh, if to become yeah. a really good rider and horse person it takes a lot on all these different levels, and so and then you can always feel the resonance in the horses, and you go like, oh, the horse starts moving better when the uh, the person feels herself better, etc. So so I love that feedback loop that we are creating yeah. throughout. Yeah. and i teach worldwide i've got online courses i also travel for clinics and uh, teach different kinds of programs where people can really go deep right so i think what people need to be interested in if they want to work with me they need to want to be able to go deep and wanting to go deep, like really understanding understanding themselves and being ready for change but in a really fun and joyful way right
1: Yeah, okay. Very cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, So tell us a little bit about the online programs that you offer. Um, How how does that work and look? And yeah, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: and it's it's so fun. I mean, I've worked online since two thousand fourteen, so it's not just through COVID, right?
1: <laughs> right? So yeah, I know so many people are online now, <laughs> <laughs> but but
2: obviously, COVID brought us like new ideas and new ways of doing things. But um, so I've got two main online programs and um, they are actually meant to be half year programs for the for for one of them people can just sign up for three months and then see if they want to extend and there's there's more right so if people want to they can work with me for two or three years (laughs) but what they have in common is that we always meet in small groups with the one program we meet twice a month with the other one three times a month in a small group, like something around five to maybe 10 people, but it's still like a small, intimate group, and they are really supporting each other. It's a super supportive group. And then I take them through the different steps very systematically, right? So let's say when we talk about the writer side, then it's all about how do I use my breathing? How do I use my centering? How do I feel these basic things first. And then now that I felt my pelvis, how do I have to move the pelvis in order to really be in sync with my horse's movement? And then the next topic would be, how do I get myself symmetrical in all of this so that I'm not like off to one side and hindering my horse that way. So, So it's really taking, I really like to really take people by the hand and lead them step by step by step because there is a step-by-step learning to writing that we do not often ta- take advantage of,
0: um, right? We get
2: thrown things at us and they're like a hundred yeah. things that we focus on at the same time and it gets really yeah, overwhelming yeah. and we don't even know where to start. And, and I like to really start somewhere and it doesn't have to be a beginner's, right? Lots of the things that I teach, people that have written for 30 years have never heard about, right? Yeah. So it's the subtleties. And people keep telling me like these are subtleties I even, I didn't even know existed, mm. and now I can actually feel them, and I can really feel that communication from my body to my horse's body, and this being becoming one like physically and emotionally, mentally, and that's that's really the beauty of this. And. And so the, and the, two, the one program is a little bit more about the writing side of things, but obviously the emotional and mental side goes into that as mm-hmm. well. And then the other program that I offer is more really about the emotional and self-development side. So it's about, Overcoming fear, really finding mm-hmm. more joy. How do I deal with anger and frustration? You know, things like that. And mm-hmm. and then we are looking at the, these things that are reflected back to us from, with from the horses, mm-hmm. but then yes. also taking that obviously into life, right? So when I'm afraid with something around my horses, it's also like, okay, what am I afraid of in life, right? right. And Right. How, can I, mm-hmm. how can I build my confidence not just around the horses but in in life as well
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah it's so interesting how those things that come up with our horses oftentimes carry through our the rest of our lives too yes yeah,
2: yeah. and you're working with this as well right you yes yeah yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah 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 I really like that um you offer that program for uh thinking about the riding before you're even on the horse or just separate to being on the horse because I think, um, you know, a lot of times we get up there and we're trying to, you know, stay on and steer the horse and keep them going and the instructor's telling us all these things and it's just so many things to think about at once but um, it's really nice that you offer um, something that you can kind of stop and sit down and really think about, you know, what's going on with your body and all of that, um, and then be able to apply it when you do get on the horse. But, yeah. you know, a lot of times when you're riding, it's hard to kind of process all of that. So that's really cool.
2: Absolutely. I think there is a huge value in unmounted exercises, like just mm-hmm. as you were saying, like really doing it on the ground and really mm-hmm. taking the time to, to feel mm-hmm. yourself. And then,
1: yeah
2: saves us time in the saddle. Yeah, right, <laughs> it, saves, yeah. it saves the horse time with us in the saddle. <laughs> <laughs> and your whistle, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> they they definitely say thank you. And yeah. I think it's something that's really not taken advantage of much in usual teaching. And mm-hmm. I I mean I had a period where I did a more private lessons as well. And I know when you teach a private lesson, you don't really have the time or take the time usually to really do unmounted exercise at least and to that degree and when you really when i've got a group of people and we spend like an hour and a half on zoom and we do these exercises together then people get it
1: Okay. Right, they really
2: have the yeah, time yeah. to get it, and then they yeah. get their homework and they do it in the sala And they go like, "Oh yeah, I can understand how this works now." And then sometimes they they send that in videos, and then we discuss the videos together that they recorded. But there's so much that really happens on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's it's just yeah. I think we should we should really take much more advantage of this as instructors. It's just yeah,
1: yeah. Powerful. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. And um, that kind of made me think, you know, when we talk about our horses, we talk a a lot about the importance of groundwork for our horses. Um, You know, working the horses on the ground before riding them. But really, you're right, we should think about ourselves on the ground, too. And I think that's undervalued a little bit. Um, Yeah, and maybe even something that people don't really think about. But When you think about it from that way, like, you know, if we, if we work our horses on the ground, we should, you know, maybe think about doing groundwork ourselves on ourselves, you know.
2: Absolutely. When you think about what we want to achieve with groundwork in the horses, we want them to be better balanced, to understand our cues better, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's it's all these things that we can really do for ourselves as well, find better Mm -hmm. balance, understand what we are supposed to do later in the saddle, all these things, we can definitely do that for ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always think about groundwork as preparing the horse so that they can be the most successful when you do start ragging them. So kind of the same idea then for the person, you know, you do these exercises on the ground and then it sets you up to be more successful when you do get in the saddle. Yeah. Yeah, and
2: it's also, uh, you change your way of moving, right? With sometimes Mm -hmm. really simple exercises, you improve your balance and your posture and that's healthy. For mm-hmm. the person, even yeah. if it's not about writing, even just yeah. sitting on a chair or moving from yeah. A to B, when you do it in a healthy way, your body will be happier, and it's, it's something that you can use 24-7, right, mm-hmm. something that sometimes really, sometimes very basic things, just how to walk and how <laughs> to hold ourselves, and when we understand that on a chair and on the ground, then we can translate that pretty easily into writing and writing becomes much easier because we are kind of practicing it by walking from the kitchen to the living room, right? (laughs) We are practicing how to move in sync with ourselves, basically,
1: and in harmony.
2: And and then we learn to do that in the saddle too.
1: Yeah, that's really cool too. um, You know, that there's things that you can practice at home, um, you know, because like, I think a lot of times, you know, people spend, you know, an hour riding, maybe one to three times a week, or some, you know, something like that. And that's all the, you know, time they spend in the saddle. So when you think about that, that's, that's really not very much, you know. Um, So if you want to really progress and kind of um, get better at things um, it's really helpful to have things that you can practice when you're not on the horse um, especially for you know people who might not be able to ride every day or you know whatever yeah
2: absolutely and I remember as a teenager I had a really poor posture I'm really mm-hmm. tall and tall girls usually don't really want to be tall when they're teenagers so you know I had this really slouch forward position <laughs> I was, and I got yelled at a lot from my riding instructor, like sit
1: up straight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I really tried my best, but that only got me tenser in the saddle. Uh And then I really realized as a teenager, I was like, okay, this is something that I cannot learn in the 60 minutes that I'm sitting on my horse. Uh I have to to practice this off the ground because uh, my body doesn't know how to do it. And yeah. if my body doesn't know it to how to do it on in the saddle. It's obvious that it doesn't really know how to do it on the ground either. And so I really started practicing sitting up straight just on a chair at school. Right? I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. let's just keep practicing. <laughs> let's just do this, and it was it was hard because I didn't have the guidance, right? There's so many yeah. really easy exercises. And now I know I could have had a much easier time practicing this with just a little bit more of like mentorship or help. And so I just, you know, tried to sit up straight on a chair at school and was really tough. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I realized that really early on and I got kind of obsessed with this, how can I, improve my posture to make my life easier in the saddle but also my horse's life right because I think what's what's actually true for most of my clients I work mostly with women over 40 who've got their own horses Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. most of these most of my clients really want to make sure that they are not harming their horses Mm -hmm. and they sometimes feel bad because they feel they're lacking Mm. the skills to really Mm. be in balance and be the best rider for their horses and this is this just makes you feel bad but if you have some things where you can really start improving that and sometimes just easy images to implement and you can then practice that and you feel more comfortable in your body then it makes your horse's life so much easier too and that's really rewarding I find
1: yeah definitely yeah very cool awesome well it sounds like you've got a lot of really cool stuff going on there so yeah yeah, yeah and i really
2: you know i really i love my work in general still after 30 years of doing this professionally i'm still awesome. really really passionate about it yeah. and I, I love it and i'm also really impressed by how these things work online Right. Yeah. I mean, I still teach my life clinics, et cetera. But there's some really great things about doing it online. First of all, it's totally international. Like I have a lady from Japan in one of my programs, yeah. people from Switzerland and wow. you know from, from all over um, the states. So it's it's really nice to come together. And I feel there is also a way of really feeling each other, though it's on the screen, et cetera. But I feel really connected to to my clients. We yeah. have uh, the great time together, and then plus, when we want to roll out the yoga mat, we don't have to find a clean spot or a quiet, calm place in, the, in somewhere at the um, at the barn. But we can just do it in our living rooms and
1: yeah. have,
2: have, be more relaxed. I sometimes find yeah. that my clients are even more relaxed when they can do it from home.
1: Okay. No one yeah. Watching, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: So when I when I do these things at barns, then you know, like other people might be watching, and then you
1: yeah, right, right. awkward, maybe.
2: <laughs> and we always do our best to ignore everybody else. But it's uh, when you're at home, like no one is watching,
1: yeah. sure. so sure. you into
2: yourself, do sometimes yeah. maybe silly things that we might be doing <laughs> that others don't really understand what that's for. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really kind of amazing what the uh, online programs open up to us and all the possibilities and stuff with that I know I'm kind of new to it and just getting into it but it's been really cool um, and a lot of fun so yeah awesome
2: yeah yeah it's also you know you can really work with really great teachers though you live in Mm -hmm. remote areas Mm -hmm. yeah you have a chance to work with all these different people and uh, people and I'm you know, I'm, I'm, as I said, a lifelong learner. So I'm signed up for whatever, how many online courses right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm still like learning so much. It's really exciting.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think there's always more to learn. And yeah, yeah. I've, done, I've done a few online courses myself and really enjoyed it as well. So yeah. Mm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you can't really keep the human aspect in that as well, right? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. sometimes uh-huh. like a a set of videos or something to watch, and then it might sometimes be also hard to keep yourself accountable and all that. But, right. but you know, with my program or programs like this, where you actually work in small groups together mm-hmm. and you keep yourselves uh, each yeah. other yeah. accountable, support each other, etc. Then sure. it's also you've got a really big component of this having fun together as a group, yeah, so.
1: yeah, yeah, definitely, and support and encouragement. Yeah 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 and getting to connect with people who you probably wouldn't otherwise ever connect with
2: yeah absolutely
1: yeah yeah yeah. awesome so um we've kind of talked about this a little bit but what are some um lessons that horses have taught you that um, have applied to your life outside of horses
2: yeah, I think countless, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm
1: sure there's a lot, but maybe you know
2: one or two. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But you know, to really just name a few, I think what I've really learned is patience and uh, perseverance, mm-hmm. right? Like really consistency. You know, like when like making a plan and just keeping st- sticking with it, being with it um like sometimes depending on what horse it is etc just really asking in a very friendly but consistent way so mm-hmm. i think that's that's a really big i mean i'm kind of a stubborn person from nature my, my father would always have called it stubborn <laughs> but, uh, uh, but it's also you know there's like unshakable consistency and patience also with myself right like if things go wrong yeah. i just go back to to it and just keep moving forward. I put one foot in front of the other and you know, that's just a great tool to have in life. So Mm. that's that's definitely one thing. Um, Another thing is also really joy. Mm. Just having the joy of of being Mm. with them and the love that I feel for them and also in life for For other beings, right? Just the openness Mm. that that horses create in you, that they Uh allow you to open to other humans. They, uh, you know, when you they, I feel they can teach you this this opening. And it's it's harder, Mm. in my opinion, it's harder to love humans than it is to (laughs) to love animals. i think that's you know lots, lots of people probably feel that that they yeah. love their animals really dearly but then really understanding that the horses can show us how to open to humans as well and maybe trust again and, mm. and really enjoy yeah. being being together etc and and also i mean i've i as i said i'm a meditation instructor and i'm also a ritual person in that regard and I find that this this just the no mind state that the horses bring with them, and this quietness and yeah. um, all of that, and and the different ways they use their quote unquote energy. This mm-hmm. is really something that I'm that I'm learning, that I'm taking in, where I feel like okay, I, I feel different, like when mm-hmm. I drive home from the barn, I feel I'm just a happy person, right? (laughs) So it's this, and I take this, this happiness and lightness and connection with me into my life as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people probably experience that joy and the happiness from their horses. Mm. Yeah. Being able to bring that then into the rest of your life.
2: Yeah. 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 I think that's really the two big life lessons the the consistency, the groundedness centeredness on the one hand and mm-hmm. then like this joyful lightness connection on the mm-hmm. other which I feel yeah. it really go hand in hand too.
1: yeah yeah I think so. I think you know when you learn that that patience and persever- perseverance then you can find joy no matter what's happening mm-hmm. right? so even as you're going through some of those, tougher times with your horses or whatever, you can still just kind of accept where you're at and keep moving and keep finding the joy in the work that you're doing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's not always pleasant, right? What we experience mm-hmm. with horses. It's most of mm-hmm. the time it's really nice and joyful, but then uh, we have accidents or we mm-hmm. have things that cause fear, etc. Right. There are also mm-hmm. like things all where we feel guilty because something the, the horse gets sick and we should have known better you know all these things so mm-hmm. there are these things as well but really taking that also not, not taking it too personally basically but yeah, right? yeah. But just, you know keep moving mm-hmm. and go like okay yes i came off that horse but now i have to get back off right so get back on your horse right that's and that's a life lesson in itself <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Awesome. Um, Have there been any um, struggles or any triumphs that you can think of that really stand out to you that have kind of played a significant role in your life um, with your horses that have kind of affected your life? Anything like that?
2: Yeah, I think the biggest also struggle and also triumph was with the first horse that I ever had and he was gifted to me. Uh, because he attacked people. oh no! <laughs> yes, <laughs> a really nice gift, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and he was this huge warm blood and he oh, like, got onto his hind legs and tried to kick you with his oh, front So It's really like it was really dangerous. And I had to with him, of course, at first, I had to figure out what to do. I had zero money at that time. I was in this two year apprenticeship my second year. And um, I was like, okay, what do I do (laughs) now? But he was actually scheduled for the slaughterhouse. And so I was like, okay, we don't really have anything to lose here, right? So it's just the worst case scenario is that I will have to have him put down as well. Uh, but that that was his fate to come so so i was like okay there's nothing to lose basically Uh Uh and um, so let's give it accept my life maybe (laughs) (laughs) that was kind of a dangerous thing to do but um but this this horse i think has really taught me so much because i had definitely moments where i had like really fight for my life with this guy and but being like also again like really super consistent but also staying connected with him at the same time and like mm-hmm. really offering him love again because he really mm-hmm. didn't trust people at all mm-hmm. anymore and uh, he was afraid of lots of things and like so really it's for him to start to trust me but me also trusting him mm-hmm. and really creating that relationship that was so mm-hmm. um, that was long and it, it took really a year until he really stopped also attacking other people. He stopped mm. attacking me at one stage. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but uh, I also had to make sure that he wouldn't attack others, right? Yeah. And um, so that took about a year and then he became a very friendly horse actually. And a very, uh, He was a total character. He was really, really very smart and, yeah. and uh, Funny and um, so it, I, I love this horse to pieces. I had him for 14 years. I got him when he was 10 and then he, he had to be put down when he was 24. But yeah, um, he, he was really, he was, I, I love this horse really, really deeply. So that was, uh, he. Yeah. and I think I've, he's probably my biggest teacher in this. Yeah,
1: yeah. He
2: really taught me. The consistency, especially, like if I had just little things where I wasn't consistent, he would pick up on that immediately instantly Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: got me into trouble, right? It got Mm -hmm. me into real trouble each time. So (laughs) (laughs) then you learn quickly. You learn very quickly. So, yeah, yeah, that was, that was big struggles at first, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Like not
2: really being clear if I would make it work. Mm-hmm. And his life and my life, in a way, depended mm-hmm. on that, right? That we made it work.
1: Yeah, it was
2: yes. a bit of a pressure that we both had. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. we made
2: it work. We made it work. So it was beautiful.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. And sometimes I find that those horses that have had kind of a bad past, when they do come around, and they realize that you're offering that love for them they really can form really deep relationships um, and really really strong relationships and um yeah sometimes those can be the most amazing horses um mm-hmm. i have a gelding who was also gifted to me um <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> was uh, dangerous and unrideable um yeah. he wouldn't yeah he wouldn't attack but um he would bolt and rear and actually leap through the air when you were riding him. Um, so yeah, we have a lot of things to, to work through too, but he's an amazing horse. Now. I still have him. Um, yeah, he's amazing. So I think, you know, once you offer them that love and patience and consistency, like you were saying, they can really turn around and turn into some pretty amazing horses.
2: Mm. Yes, absolutely. And I had he—he was not the only one. I had like a couple of dangerous horses that I've worked with Mm -hmm. in my career. Sometimes not, or actually, the others weren't my own. But it was uh, still like really that experience, right? When you they turn around at one stage and they go Mm -hmm. like, "Wow!" Right. finally a human I can trust again. Yeah, and it's this exactly. very special exactly. bond that it yeah. created between yeah. me personally and that horse. And then mm-hmm. when it was it were just horses I trained, it was the struggle that was to actually create a similar connection between the horse and the owner.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because yes, yeah.
2: it was had a good connection to me, but then mm-hmm. bringing the owner back in and, and mm-hmm. making sure that they start communicating, that mm-hmm. was that was always the bigger piece,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm.
2: Getting, getting mm-hmm. that connection going. So, uh, because I, I felt what you were describing, also this very special connection between me and mm-hmm. the horse that has just started trusting again. Right. But then also going like, yeah, 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 okay, you trust me as a human, but yeah. the owner, and he is okay, right? She's a good person, so yeah, you know, yeah. I want to start trusting her as well. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that can be a challenge. But I think a lot of, um, you know, kind of the, the mental, emotional aspect of stuff that you were talking about with your program and working through some of that stuff will help, you know, the human and the horse and develop that connection
2: yeah yeah exactly yeah and i think you know with like really these dangerous horses that really attack or you know like yours like Bolton and buck etc they mm-hmm. they definitely need to be in the hands of professionals right oh, definitely. So definitely definitely
1: yeah
2: but, yeah. Uh, but everybody and uh, needs to understand at least the basic uh, things about the consistency mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. the mental focus like being a hundred percent there even if you've got the nicest pony in the world right you still you you want to be present for them and mm-hmm. even if it's if it's not dangerous if you aren't right maybe right, right. shit, right. right but uh, but still you you want to just really to make it right by them right you need to uh, be there yeah. you need to be present you need to like feel yourself and and really start Connecting with your horse so that your horse can feel you as well. So I think mm-hmm. it's, it's really precious for everyone who, mm-hmm. who owns a horse or has access to a horse to really understand these these things.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it just helps the relationship with the horse so much more um, with any horse, like mm. you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, very cool. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with us?
2: Yeah, I think we've we've covered a lot of ground, actually. Yeah. Right? It's oh, yeah. so like we've talked a lot about mm-hmm. the things that I find like really important. Yeah. I just really this this sense of okay, as a horse person, there is you you have a in a way a responsibility to work on yourself and oftentimes mm-hmm. what I oftentimes see is that people focus on the horse and what mm-hmm. the horse should do and the horse should mm-hmm. behave in a certain way it should move in a certain way etc and there's you know so many training tips on what to do with your horse mm-hmm. and that's important too right mm-hmm. obviously but it's also like what what about us as riders right. Right? what what do we right. need to learn what is is there really for us in this.
1: Yeah, I mean, what I always tell people is, uh, you know, a partnership can only be as strong as its weakest link. So, um, what are you doing to work on yourself? And are you working on yourself as much as you are your horse? Yeah. You know, Got to be working on both. Otherwise, the partnership's not going to get stronger.
2: Yes. Yeah, I totally love that. Right. And it's yes, we can easily become the weakest link, right?
1: Yeah. yeah <laughs> Yeah. And we don't
2: pay attention and it's, um, you know, it's really, as I said, it's not so much about a physical, of course, like physical fitness is nice to have, mm-hmm. right? but it's really a lot about awareness.
1: Awareness, yeah.
2: and being to... fullness, awareness and being present, feeling yourself, mm-hmm. using the tools you have. Like mm-hmm. breathing, for instance, that's a tool mm-hmm. that we all have, right? We yeah. all have accessible. but not we, a lot of people use it. <laughs> exactly. You just need to know how to use it and what to use it, and then we can yeah. really use them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Awesome. yeah, Very cool. All right. I've got a few more questions for you, and these ones are just for fun. Um, you don't have to put a lot of thought into it, just say kind of the first thing that pops into your mind, just some fun, get to know you questions. All right?
2: Nice.
1: Okay, so what is one thing that you've learned recently? And it can be about horses or anything. Um, I'm
2: learning a lot about music at the moment. Oh, okay, very uh, cool. I've, I've played the piano for, for for as long as I've written, so forty five years now, and um, I've but I've now taken it to a deeper level and finding the connection of like the piano and my interaction with the piano and the interaction with the horses, and that's that's oh, really very beautiful. Beautiful. That's a really beautiful thing to yeah hear. talk a
1: little bit more about that yeah
2: so you know there are a couple of things the one thing is like really when I play the piano it's like Feeling it, I had an e piano for a while, and I didn't want to practice. It was just boring to play with it. But yeah. now I've got like a real wooden piano, <laughs> like a, you know, yeah. like a real, like a, a real piano. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. It be- almost becomes like a living being when I play with this, There's that interaction, and there's like an energetic resonance in me okay. and the piano, and it's we are swinging together in this in the music. So, okay. it's, uh, and I feel that that's very similar to what I feel when I'm writing, right? There is the wow. action with a, a different being, very different being, yeah. but it's not just a physical interaction. It's a, an emotional, energetic, and yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. right? yeah. so
2: I feel that that's, that's kind of making music together ride right? with the like in either with the piano <laughs> or, or with a horse in, in the yeah. movement. Because I feel riding can really or being with horses can really be an art form oh definitely And then like making this more and more beautiful looking yeah. for beauty yeah. looking yeah. for subtleties like when i play i want it to yeah. sound a little better like make the movement of my hand a little different so it sounds different and better and that's what i do in writing as well like adjusting myself mm-hmm. a little bit to make the movement mm-hmm. more beautiful so mm-hmm. yeah that's something that i'm exploring more and it's really fun yeah
1: that's awesome i love that yeah for for me, riding is all about the art form. Um, I'm a dressage instructor, so I do a lot of dressage, and it's it's all about the beauty, and that's what drew me to it. I'm um, really not interested in competition at all. Um, mm-hmm. Just about, yeah, that that harmony with the horse and the beauty and the art of it. So, yeah, really cool, and I love the way that you tied that in with the, the uh, piano, too. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Nice yeah and same here i mean I'm, I'm mainly into i i love dressage right i've um, like really learned dressage as a as a kid and i've worked with uh, classical trainers a lot uh-huh. like the spanish and the french classical yeah. Dressage yeah. School. and mm-hmm. i've not, never really been interested in competitions either but i still mm-hmm. wanted to, my horses to go through through the levels quote unquote mm-hmm. like meaning understanding the movements yeah. right yeah, yeah fascinated by these like more collected movements and the more advanced mm. movements. I think that's that's the beauty of it. And mm-hmm. and then you Definitely. don't have to go to a competition to find the right.
1: beauty. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. All right. Share a favorite horse memory. I know there's probably a lot, but pick one.
2: <laughs> I think the favorite times really when I uh, with this, this horse, I told you that story about his name was Ahad. Um, when I really rode him bareback. And just with the halter on through the forest. And that was this, you know. And wow. and maybe one one really one thing where we I went on that. That was kind of one of my silly ideas. I went <laughs> I went on a trail ride in the dark. Right. I thought, okay. oh, that's really like cool, like moon yeah, yeah. moonlight <laughs> moonlight ride by myself. I thought that that was really romantic and kind of fun to do. <laughs> What I hadn't realized is that when you're in the middle of the forest, there is no moonlight anymore, right? Oh, so, right! Like, <laughs> pitch black. <laughs> you can't see the hand in front of your oh <laughs> in front God. of your face. And the only thing, and I had already kind of ridden into, into the um, forest until I realized how dark it actually was. Yeah. So the only thing that was left was like lying flat on my horse's back because there were obviously branches and things that I didn't okay. see. Yeah. So I just lay flat on my horse's back, leaning forward, like flat on his back and just told him, okay, you gotta bring us home now. I have no idea where we are. <laughs> I can't see a thing.
1: <laughs> but I
2: felt like he was just, he was just, he kept moving. We were not ending up in a ditch or anything. He was yeah,
1: yeah. on the path yeah. and he
2: brought us home.
1: And so and that's, yeah. I think
2: that's thats definitely one of my my favorites. So it was, yeah. Yeah. It was just really, I had to like trust him and like really yeah. give control hundred yeah. percent. And that's yeah. until then I hadn't really done that. Like really okay. like, I like why you're just, you're just baggage, right? You just make sure you're not being kicked off the the horse by a branch, right. <laughs> and that's all, right? You just stay there and you you let the horse take the hundred percent leadership, and that was was really yeah. an amazing experience.
1: Yeah. Uh, did you find that that changed your relationship with a horse after that? Uh, yes, but I think at that stage
2: we had already started trusting each other mm-hmm. so much, and. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it had, like, I think I saw him a bit even in a different light, right? He's mm-hmm. he kind of like through our relationship, I started seeing more and more and more of his personality. Mm-hmm. And he was, um, you know, and also his his intelligence. He had a very specific kind of intelligence. I just understood more about his way of seeing, seeing the world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is a book you are reading right now, or have read recently?
2: I'm writing, uh, reading a book about um, yoga therapy. So okay. that goes all into how yoga postures can release somatic um, stuff, like you know, when trauma okay. trauma that sits yeah, in the yeah. body. How uh-huh. you can use yoga to release that. Okay. so I feel that through my work with writing etc i'm i'm doing some of that as well but okay. i dive a little bit more deeply into into that even so yeah it's it's a fascinating book
1: yeah that's that sounds really interesting what's the name of it Oak. You
2: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs>
1: something
2: something yoga therapy but i don't i don't know the title right now no
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. This is my favorite question. If you could share a message with the world, what would it be?
2: Have more joy.
1: Mm.
2: Have more, more joy, like in your, in, with your, the, with the horses, right? And, um, and, and also in, in life, you know, don't take yourself too personally, <laughs> just enjoy, <laughs> enjoy, and, and find the little magical moments in, in your life. And that's that. your horse, right? It's like, that's like the horses offer so many magical moments that we yeah, can definitely. really take them as our teachers then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Very cool. All right. So um, if the listeners are interested in learning more about you or connecting with you, um, where's the best place to do that?
2: Yeah. So I think the best way is um, to go to my website and there is a quiz. It, um, okay. how, yeah, it's a really fun quiz, like a two minute fun quiz to take. It's about where you are on your journey as a writer and when you take that quiz, you get some tips from me and you get a free video training, etc. And you can just get to know a little bit more about my work. Mm. And, um, and so that's a, it's a great start. And it's called theintuitiverrider.com. Okay. So the Intuitive Writer is the name of my business, and the intuitiverider.com is the website. And you'll find the quiz on the very first page.
1: Okay. Awesome. And, do
2: cool. that and then take it from there
1: yeah awesome and then are you on uh, social media yes yeah i've got a facebook
2: page um the, my business facebook page is carla Baufmüller, and then i've got a group as well the intuitive um, riders way is the the facebook group and that's where people can also come in ask questions and connect a little bit more so yes that's um that's a great way to connect as well because i'm I'm kind of busy on Facebook too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: so,
2: and I do I do monthly Q and A's um, and Facebook lives and things. So people can really come in and ask questions and get to know me a little bit more if they want.
1: Okay. Awesome, very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today. It was a lot of fun chatting with you and sounds like you've got a lot of really cool things going on there. So yeah, thank you again. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: I I think so, too. Thank you. Thanks so much, Bethany. It was really enjoyable speaking with you. And thanks for having me.
3: Thank you for joining me today. I'd love it if you'd share your thoughts on this podcast in the comments. I always enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a review and sharing with your friends.
0: If you're looking to connect with Carla and learn more about the different programs that she offers, be sure to check out her website, www.theintuitiverider.com.
3: If you want to learn more about developing a better partnership with your horse, you can check out our website, Tuskeedressage.com, or search for Tuskeedressage on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. And you can also sign up for our virtual classroom on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Dressage. And lastly, if you're looking to go even deeper into the lessons our horses have for us, you can check out my book, God's Heart Through a Horse's Eyes, available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Thanks again for joining me on Lessons from a Horse, and I'll see you next time.